You're listening to Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club Podcast. Welcome to another week of our podcast, Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club. Guess what? We actually read a book this week. Well, half of one. I was going to be like, no, full one, because then I'm super behind. Not the full one. But actually, you picked this book. It's pretty good because of how short it is. <laughs> yeah, no. It's average. It's an average size book. It's called I Know Who You Are by Alice Feeney. And we're going to be talking more about the first half of the book at the end of this uh, recap. So if you want to stay tuned through the Nancy Drew recap, you can hear our review. Yeah. Or just fast forward a few minutes. Yeah. If you don't want to hear a Nancy Drew recap. It's not a long episode, a long podcast episode. It's pretty short. So you can do it, guys. Just hang in there. Just hang in. Oh, right. So last night's episode, I felt, was fantastic. Uh, it's called Not the Exorcist, I think. Something around those Something lines. Something like that. Um, you, so what, what was that? You, you loved it? I loved everything about it. I loved um, how quick it moved through the whole situation. They st- stayed on one topic, even though there are other th- subjects happening throughout the entire episodes it is it is a fast-moving show yeah yeah and it's like that was my mic that was the drone that lives in here (laughs) um i felt like overall all of the the characters casted for this uh season has nailed their character completely and the fact that george had to play two characters in one was probably extremely difficult yeah it was pretty cool, though. So one thing that I thought was uh, odd was the the woman who played her mom is um, she was in Crazy Stupid Love. She's oh. only like 37 in real life, this actress. She was in Crazy Stupid Love, and she was in, oh, gosh, what was it? I looked it up. Um, she's in a bunch of, let me see if I can Google it. Uh, she's a good actress and you would recognize her if you saw her, but I, I was like, it's another situation where I do not so much buy her as the mother because she's so young and that, but I keep forgetting high school age kids, not that, not that old. Right. She could legitimately, her name is Liza Lapira. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, you would recognize her from, she also was just in, what was it? What was it? What is it? Um, She's been in a lot of things. I think she is stunning, first of all. Don't trust the bee in Apartment 23. That's what she was oh, in, Oh, was she? Yeah, she was the friend. She was like the, the dorky neighbor, Robin. Oh, my God. Yes, right? So she, I love that actress, and it was weird to see her in this role because I didn't fi- feel like it fit her that well. But She looks completely different. Yeah, but I'm like, I think she could be made to look a lo- like way younger than that. So I wasn't oh, yeah. buying that she's the mother of... She, she does look mothery. She could, yeah, it's like how they make them up to act. I wonder if right. she's like, darn it, now I'm playing this role. But I still friend. think she was, uh, was she beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. know, um, you could tell that she's not young, mm-hmm. but she's not old. She's middle age. Yeah. Um, I thought her, her role was fantastic. Um, she, I wonder if we'll see her more now. I would assume so. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, like, she's. She's George's <laughs> mom. She's George's mom. And she did such a great job at playing the traditional I guess real life and I don't want to offend anybody but real life Asian mom yeah I guess maybe of of you know of that type like right if she was if, if it's like a uh, first generation right family or because something, I know 
those moms. Yeah. I have friends with those moms. And I'm like, oh my God, this brings me to like such and such as mom. That's so real. That's like funny. it's so it's so cool. It just brings like a warming uh uh moment to my heart, I guess, because it, it just reminds you of people you know. Yes, you know. Grown up in Chi Town. Yeah. Shy. <laughs> exactly. So I was I really like that they wrote the character and she played that character so well because yeah. I felt like that was a real feeling a real not like so it like drama that was accurate right authentic right I I didn't think it was like I mean obviously they a little over dramatized the situation obviously Mm -hmm. but she played it perfectly um yeah I that whole it was almost believable the whole like um because you know obviously this is a supernatural situation where uh, we have a ghost haunting the body of a living person and that could be done in a really hokey way. So they did it in an almost believable way I found. And, um, I do still like the bits and pieces of like hauntings that are happening to Nancy where that are like becoming clues. Mm -hmm. Um, things like, the dress it seems like she's um, like burying uh digging up the dress from the ground and then it's gone and then right. um they're all like it's like the ghost telling her but i'm like if the ghost can throw out all these like shady hints why can't the ghost just be like it's this yeah like, because i just mean be a little bit more direct right but the, the, the ghost world's not really great at communicating yeah so <laughs> they're like, i'm just gonna text you um i liked at the end where they uh, they dig up the time capsule and i was trying to be a continuity director and be like now listen in 1999 we were beyond walk discmans no we actually weren't the ipad didn't come out until uh iPod. 2001 yeah yeah and so i i was like oh i thought i would have been definitely listened to like my nano back then but no yeah, you were. I re- you were like texting me your thought process yeah. and your research. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because we got to debunk this this uh, box. But you, I get that era. So the late 90s, early 2000s, it's such a, I guess so much changed then because mm-hmm. of Y2K. <laughs> but um, I get the that end all. End of the world. Yeah, I get it all, like it all messes together. So I guess that box was accurate. But what was so cool, that video that the ghost was kept rewinding. Want, they wanted her, they wanted Nancy to see that Lucy Sable in this video was talking to Ryan. Yes. So clearly Ryan is the age of their parents. Oh, good point. Yeah. I didn't think of that. He has to be. And that and that's why it was such a big deal that George was hooking up with him. Yeah. Because see, like an older man yeah, they always it's said dad's age. Right. Because they always said, like, oh, it's weird. George is like there was a rumor that George was hooking up with a really old man. And so we can't tell because these people in the show are, are our age. <laughs> God. So it's yeah. Th- so that that was a whole other thing that I thought was cool. I was like, oh, is it like he's like a outlander like he doesn't or highlander like he doesn't die no he's just he must just be like 38 because i thought he was just like a couple years older than them so okay they're all out of high school right Mm -hmm. so they all got to be like 20 because well nancy and george ace and Best, they graduated last summer or like last spring so they're about 19 or 20 so the parents are Probably mid forties, right? So that Ryan is probably like forty five. Yes, although he definitely looks like mid thirties, right? Um, so was Tiffany also like forty five? Well, I mean, Tiffany, that's a good point. I would say probably like around five years, give and take. Does everyone deal with this in life? Like you're watching shows, and one day you're like, "Well, I'm the old one now." Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't Wait. Like, 
I woke up and I'm old now. Right. It's like when you're watching like college basketball and then one day you realize like those could be my children. Oh my God. Ew. I they didn't could, even think of that. They, let me think. Okay. So if you're a college basketball player and you're 17 and I'm 35, I could have had one at like 17. Oh that my God. Yeah. You could have. That's depressing. Oh my God. You, you could have been on MTV. Teen mom. Teen mom. Or just like small town mom. <laughs> small, ta- small town mom brought to you by MTV. MTV. <laughs> we just I got mean, married and had a kid young. I just, I think overall, every aspect of the season so far has been great. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to see how they tie in more of the, the Tiffany murder because clearly if something happens with Ryan and, and she's Tiffany was writing, I know. So it's like, maybe did Tiffany find out that he killed Lucy Sable and then he had to get rid of her. Right. I didn't know if that I know was, I wait, there was mentioned it was on his mirror. Right. But it was mentioned that she knew about the waitress. And so she wanted oh. him to know that she knows about was the waitress. It, was it just the affair or was it? No. Cause more. Tiffany didn't know she was dead at the time. Right. I wonder if she knows that. I wonder if she figured out something with Lucy Sable, and that's why. But there has to be more. Like, did Ryan kill Lucy? Right. And kill Tiffany? I don't know. Or maybe he didn't kill Tiffany, but did kill Lucy, and that's what they're going to uncover. I don't. I don't. There's all. There's a connection, but we guessed it before. I like that we got a little bit of a confirmation on that, but I do not. I don't know what's going to happen. I, um, you know what? I missed the trailer for next week. Did you catch I it? I missed the trailer too. Cause I was going to ask you before we start talking about the book, um, what your predictions are for next episode. I do and I did know. not watch it. I did not watch the, the trailer for next week's episode. I didn't either. I don't know if it followed up right after the show, which is weird, but I guess we're going to see a little bit more of how Ryan is involved in the Lucy, Lucy Sable murder. Right. Because oh, no, also. I did see it because. Okay. I saw it because you see more of her ghost. Um, her okay. Because I was just going to say Tiffany's gone. Mm-hmm. So she's not coming back. We're not going to see her ghost she's not, anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So are they going to continue with Tiffany's. Well, they got. Because they haven't solved her murder. Right. But is she going to be involved? I think not her. But I think the memory of her. Tiffany and Lucy are going to become friends. In Ghostland. Yes, I think so. I don't know. Well, you'll have to stick around stick for next around week. Find out. It, but it's been really good so far this season. Um, and I do like the little things they throw out that remind you of the Nancy Drew books. Like, um, Richie's like, remember when I helped you find your grandmother's jewelry? In eighth? And he's like, that was eighth grade. You can't keep referencing that. <laughs> I think that's from the Hidden Staircase book, oh, too. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. So it's, it's things like that that are uh, kind of cool that they throw in. Yeah. I'm sure the writers of the show are like, okay, we got to make a reference. Somebody so, pick a book up. Someone read, someone read Nancy Drew. But now we are. This is a book club. We're going to talk about our picks. This is Nomi's pick, and you don't remember how you heard about this book. It's called "I Know Who You Are" by Alice Feeney. Do you? Remember? I just remember um, seeing the cover everywhere. Like it was a big trending book in April. I believe it was in April. It was definitely spring. So I saw this cover everywhere, um, and then. Uh, Jess had me sign up for like five libraries. And <laughs> <laughs> it 
Well, shout out to Charlotte Mecklenburg because you had two copies, and that was we're really excited about that. Right, exactly. Um, so we signed up for the library, or well, I did. And my only thing with libraries, okay, I'm just gonna before we dive into the books. Mm-hmm. I get, okay, what's your rub with libraries, Nomi? <laughs> I I like I love them, but I can't imagine where that book has been. Like people, you got a digital copy. I know, but think about <laughs> the books that you like the physical books that you have in hand. Yeah. Think about where that book has been. Like people like pooing and like reading at the yeah, same time. Yeah, probably a lot of a lot of poop reading. Ugh. Well, just don't Ugh. lick it. Wash your hands. Like what if you like sc- like rub your eye after holding the book and then you have pink eye? Well, I don't know. I guess that's just the risk you take for a good reading adventure. <laughs> it's part of I the guess journey. So. I guess. Reading Rainbow <laughs> I should be Tom playing right Sawyer now. I and I got Pink Eye. <laughs> I'm sure there are certain books that you definitely want to just get a digital copy of. Yeah, probably. Maybe some of the more trashy romance novels. Oh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. I've never read that, and I le- I'm proud of that. So I read it because it was a big trending book, and I was hosting a morning show at the time, and I needed to read it. To, oh, to talk about to it. To talk about it for content. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Wasn't it written as like Twilight fan fiction? Yeah, I, I, I could see that. It's mo- it's exactly what it is. It's mom porn. That's <laughs> mom what it is. Mom porn. That's, That's mom funny. porn. Aww. But anyways, yes, we picked this book um, because... You gotta be a mom somehow. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let's read Fifty Shades of Grey and then have sex and make a baby. I'm sure that's happened. There- there has to be. I'm sure there's like 550 Shades of Grey children out there. Uh, there's going to be another baby boom because of 50 Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> it would have already happened. Right. Um, so, okay, the w- book we picked, um, it's pretty cool stuff. So first, there have been times when I'm listening to, or I'm not listening to, I'm reading it actually, and um, I do a lot of Audible. There have been times I've been wa- la- reading it and wanted to text you and be like, no, you picked just a weird book because there's some... <laughs> really dark. It's it's about dark. A, a, a woman and I... You th- you think you're following her story at currently and your sto- her story in the past. And it sounds mm-hmm. like in the past she was abducted. It sounds very, like, it's very bouncy. It shifts from two timelines, which is cool. It reminds me of um, The Wife Between Us, where you're shifting between two different timelines and two different people, um, you think. And so we're not, we're, we've read half of the book. So at this point, you're shifting between a character named Amy Mm-hmm. And you think you're following her story when she's a child and she becomes abducted, abducted um, by pretty much abusive people. Yes. Um, and when you're following her current storyline where she's a, a fairly famous actress. Like you know who she is, but you don't know who yeah, she is. Yeah, she's like a new actress where you like recognize her face. Like back when Jennifer Lawrence just started, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and she like got her Oscar and you didn't really know. I've seen you before, but where have I seen you? Yeah. And so it's kind of got this Gone Girl vibe where so her husband is missing. Yes. But you kind of think it's a setup. Right. And you're not sure if he is the one setting it up or she's had a stalker in the past. You don't know if the stalker ties into her abductors. Um, so they, she's the uh, author has woven a really good mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some pretty good quotes in the book. Um, it says, there's this one I like. It says, sometimes it only takes one person to believe in you to change your life forever. But conversely, sometimes it only takes one person not believing in you to destroy it. Humans are slightly sensitive or highly sensitive species. 
Yes. Has uh, anyone ever believed in you and it's changed your life, Nomi? Mm, no one's believed in her yet. Yes. Actually, and he's one of my best friends. That's and, nice. And uh, his name is Sparks. I was going to say, is it Sparks? Yep. Because um, he was the first person to give me my own night show. That's cool. So, like, because when you're breaking into our industry, it's kind of difficult. And yes, I had experience, and yes, I've been at other stations and everything. Um, but I never had a week, a daily Monday through Friday night show hosted. Yeah. By myself. And that's a popular hour in radio, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of the popular hours. And so, like, the fact that that was given to me, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. Yeah. That shows that somebody trusted your abilities. I'm my own soulmate, like Lizzo says. So I just <laughs> believe in myself. I'm kidding. No. I just really like that song. You sounded just like her. <laughs> I don't know all the words. So. <laughs> I can't sing any more of it. <laughs> but I like that. Um, no, I, I definitely had my hair who- back. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? <laughs> feeling good as hell. <laughs> uh, you can hire me, Lizzo. I know some choreo for your songs. Um, no, I like Lizzo. No, but I think I, it's great when people believe in you, and it helps. I think um, it helps uh, build up your self confidence and your belief in yourself. But I, I also sometimes have these aha moments of like, you got to get through your imposter syndrome and get out of your own way and like believe in yourself because yeah. I'm bad about thinking like I oh I I don't know if I have the like all the skills to do it and I think it's a female thing to be a little bit more like women are less likely to apply for a job until they think they're overqualified for it yes that's whereas true. like a dude is more like then why not hire me right exactly I have a tucked in shirt so like, <laughs> right you know so I think uh I'm bad about being like do I know enough yet but then the the positive side of that is then I will research and read a lot and will know more than I need to know and right. then realize like, oh, I was probably already good. I think studies say that uh, women after puberty loses like 40% of their confidence. Weird. Does it just come out in your first period or something? <laughs> like what the heck? They just bleed it out. <laughs> bleed it out. Um, and I read Brought that. Brought to you by Kotex. <laughs> I read that. Um, when we were doing this whole Nissan charity thing, and so if you're if you have a daughter or you have a, a young a, a female in your life and you're wanting them to have confidence, make sure you check out Girls Rock Charlotte mm-hmm. um, because they, they're that's, great. That's what they're all about. They're all about establishing confidence, and it's all about women. Yeah. So and um, music is very vulnerable, but it also music it can really help your intelligence too. Yeah, exactly. So check them out, and that's where I learned that statistic um it was like 40 percent. it was like some crazy number i'm like <gasps> that's crazy um oh man i went to uh uh shout out to creative morning charlotte i went to creative morning charlotte and um the speaker this week was jason houseman who works at our friends the ground crew studio it's this awesome uh audio recording studio in charlotte and he shared the story about one day his son said to him um dad uh do you ever feel like embarrassed or does everybody feel embarrassed and he said, yeah, everybody feels embarrassed. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And the kid said, well, if everybody feels embarrassed, then I'm just going to not feel embarrassed anymore since we all do. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Like, man, I want to be like that kid who I think <laughs> is like a grown adult now. But um, like, that's such a great way to think. Like, well, you might feel shy and awkward, but so does everyone else. Everybody else does. So if you just stop caring. I always say that it's only awkward if you make it awkward. I like to make things awkward. 
but like that awkward, <laughs> embarrassed feeling, not yeah. like fun awkward. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm pretty good at like recognizing that I just am weird, so I just can kind of lean into it real hard. Right. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about like the embarrassing yeah. moments and everything. It, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Yeah. Um, another darker quote from this book um, that I, I wanted to ask you about. It's in chapter 11. They say, the narrator, who is Amy, says, we exchange the currency of our dreams for a reality funded by acceptance as we get older. Oh, that's pretty heavy and dark. It sounds really it depressed. It really is. And, you know, I just don't... don't feel to it. be honest with you, I don't trust her. I don't trust the character. Yeah, there's something... There's. It's interesting because the, the character... There's a lot about... Um, does um, she have selective amnesia? Right. Is she, she? They talk so much about her acting and not being herself. Like you don't know if she's really like a, a pathological liar. Right. Yeah. Or Even though she basically says her. that she's a liar. Yeah. So the author has set up really good storylines where you you're like, okay, here's your questions: Is the adult character we're following? Is it the girl who was abducted named Ciara as a little kid? Um, is it really her? Has she been acting her entire life? How did she get out? Is this Does this woman have a real stalker? Is it something she's imagining? Is her stalker this other actress? Does the other actress even exist? Is it a figment of her imagination? So you don't know. The, the whole... She's really done a great job of creating that mystery where I'm like, I really don't know it. Halfway through this book, I don't know if this woman has done something to like kill her husband. Right. Because right now you think that he's dead. You think that they've found his body in her house. Right. But but she has blacked out. She doesn't remember what's happened, but you do see that on all the surveillance footage, it appears that all the things that are weird have been caused by her. Mm-hmm. Like she's gone and taken out all their money. She's right. driven his car, things like that. Uh, what do you think? Uh, do I think she did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Or do you think it's a Gone Girl setup kind of deal where the husband is set framing her? I don't. I don't know if it, the husband's framing her. I feel like she did it, mm-hmm. and she's just. You think she's like uh, delusional? Like yes, psychotic maybe. Yes, uh, having a psychotic break. Yeah, it's but it's, that's what's so but good about this book. You just again, don't know, and you don't trust her. Mm-hmm. Y- you just get an icky feeling about her, right? Um, so again, if you're looking to read this book and catch up so you can listen with us, um, by next week, it's, it's called, I know who you are by Alice Feeney. Um, and we've read the first like 150 about, of about 300 pages. Yeah. So if you want to, um, write in and share it and have a little convo, let us know. Maybe we'll have a live book discussion at some point. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be so cute. That would be really cute. Maybe towards the end of the Nancy Drew season, we'll do that. Maybe. But we got to close out. Okay. I'm hungry, so let's go. Uh, All right. (laughs) Bye. Follow me at Jessica Barilla and at Nomi Burton. There we go. Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club on WCCB Charlotte CW.